Welcome to Hang Up the Phone with the IT Privacy and Security Weekly Update for December 28th, 2021. We start with exactly what happened to your 2022 fridge calendar, and we end in wet cat food. In between, we get frauded, threatened, discharged, breached, dropped, and schooled. Before you call us on what? For the last pod of 2021, we've got you covered with what's trending in IT privacy and security way into 2022. We may stroll out of 2021, but we hit 2022 at a full sprint. Our first story from Bleeping Computer. Shutterfly hit by a ransomware attack just before the holidays. If you, like us, found your Shutterfly gifts arriving a little late this holiday season, there was a good reason. Photography and personalized photo giant Shutterfly has suffered a Conti ransomware attack that allegedly encrypted thousands of devices and stole corporate data. Last week, a source told Bleeping Computer that Shutterfly suffered a ransomware attack approximately two weeks ago by the Conti gang, who claims to have encrypted over 4,000 devices and 120 VMware ESXi servers. And the ransomware gang is demanding millions of dollars. Conti has created a private Shutterfly data leak page containing screenshots of files allegedly stolen during the ransomware attack as part of this double extortion tactic. The attackers threatened to make this page public if a ransom is not paid. While Shutterfly states that no financial information was disclosed, one of the screenshots contains the last four digits of credit cards, so it's unclear if there was further and more concerning information stolen during the attack. So, what's the upshot for you? No mention given by Shutterfly for missing the holidays completely, but the personalized calendars made it out in time, just in time, for the new year. And for some, that's the important part. Our next story from Tech Republic out of the U.S. What is synthetic identity fraud? Okay, let's back up a little bit. How bad is it? By our estimates, synthetic identity fraud is the fastest growing type of financial crime in the United States, accounting for 10 to 15% of charge-offs in a typical unsecured lending portfolio. All right, then what happens? Well, cyber criminals use synthetic identities to create a typical usage pattern and repayment history and then max out the loan or card with no intention of paying the bill. Okay, so why is it gaining in popularity? Well, access to compromised networks is cheap thanks to the availability of initial access brokers and RAS tools that can turn everyday petty crooks into full-blown cyber criminals in an afternoon. This trend is most prevalent in the United States because of the emphasis on static PII to verify identity. Also, the popularity of social media is another reason for the increase in synthetic identity fraud. People are more comfortable putting personal information on the internet. What appears to be benign questions, such as place of birth, first car, or first boyfriend or girlfriend, are details that can be used as identity confirmations. Okay, so in summary, what is synthetic identity fraud? It melts factual information with fake information to create a unique identity that cyber criminals can exploit. An example of factual information commonly used by digital fraudsters would be social security numbers, especially social security numbers of young children and deceased adults, due to a lack of activity and monitoring of those accounts. 
False information tends to include fake addresses, social media profiles, or any required information to complete the targeted financial application. Together, this creates an entirely new identity through which fraudulent and illicit activity can go unchecked. So, what's the upshot for you? Minimize the personal detail you share publicly through social media, Facebook, Google, or even LinkedIn. Then, freeze your credit. Have your parents freeze their credit too. Remind them how to keep their PIN safe to unlock the credit freeze. And finally, if your state allows it, freeze your children's credit. There are many stories about huge six-figure bank loans that kids find attached to their social security numbers when they go to inquire about credit for university. Our next story is global from threatpost.com. Global cyber attacks from nation-state actors posing greater threats. Attackers don't seem to care about getting caught anymore. We've seen an increase in the temerity of attacks by nation-states such as the Russian attack on solar winds and seen their attack tactics shift from targeted stealthy operations into opportunistic hacks for potential future use, such as the attacks attributed to Hafnium. Such a brazen approach hasn't been a common tactic of nation-states in the past, but now seems to be the status quo. In part, this trend may also be due to a destabilization of the international relations climate stemming from COVID-19, as well as work-from-home forcing core business services out onto the internet to facilitate employee access. Broadly speaking, we should see China as a rising cybersecurity threat on the international stage. That has been the case for some time in terms of their economic, defense, and military posture, but 2021 has quite clearly demonstrated that the relationship has deteriorated into sort of a cold war, with espionage playing out in the cyber domain. So, what's the upshot for you? When you see nation-states testing ring-fencing internet access for the whole country, as Russia did a year ago, doesn't that make you think that something is afoot? Our next global story comes to us from securityweek.com. First, the petrol pumps and now the EV charging stations. New flaws expose EV-link electric vehicle charging stations to remote hacking. Schneider Electric has patched several new vulnerabilities that expose its EV-link electric vehicle charging stations to remote hacker attacks. The company noted that exploitation of the vulnerabilities requires physical access to the system's internal communication port, but admitted that attacks can also be launched from the local network and even the internet if the charging station is accessible from the web. Based on internet searches conducted with services such as Shodan and Census, there are thousands of home-based internet-exposed systems. It should be noted that this amount greatly increases when discussing EV-link charging stations that are not currently internet-facing, but yet are network-configured and can still be attacked locally by exploiting the aforementioned vulnerabilities through specific vectors on LAN, for instance, one researcher noted. So, what's the upshot for you? This doesn't sound like much of a reason not to charge at a public charger, and certainly we can expect patches for home units, but the rest is down to your own home network configuration. In the meantime, go forth and charge. Our next story is a little bit silly and comes to us from Microsoft's The Old New Thing. Why wince? Norman tells us. This story should be good for a laugh as Norman gives us the lowdown on how WinCE got its name. The project to develop Windows for handheld systems had been operating under its code name of Pegasus when one of the project managers was given the task of picking a public product name. 
He took his job very seriously, trying hard to avoid a name of the form Windows plus two-letter acronym since the sting of Windows NT equaled Windows Nice Try was still fresh. He asked the product team members for suggestions. He hired a marketing firm to come up with names. He ran focus groups with users to see which names resonated best with them. He exercised the due diligence you would expect to make sure the name carried the desired connotations while being resistant to ridicule and avoiding being unintentionally salacious or offensive. However, the executive in charge of approving the name insisted on the name Windows CE for no reason other than it sounded good. When asked what the letter CE stood for, the answer was that they didn't stand for anything, although they hinted at consumer edition or compact edition. And then somebody abbreviated the product name to WinCE or Wins. So what's the upshot for you? His lesson from this entire experience? Do everything you can to prevent upper management from naming your product. Our next US story from The Reveal. Congress calls out Amazon for careless data security. After an investigation last month by Reveal and Wired from the Center for Investigative Reporting, lawmakers have called for both a Federal Trade Commission investigation of Amazon's shoddy protection and for a federal privacy law. Reveal's report showed that Amazon had let many internal employees look up customer orders at will and that a data company in China likely obtained access to the personal data of millions of customers, among other lapses. Amazon has said that those incidents don't reflect current practices. But Senators Ron Wyden and John Tesler, along with several representatives, have pointed to the series of failures as proof that U.S. companies need to do more to protect their customers' data. So, what's the upshot for you? Although the United States lacks a federal data privacy law, the European Union passed a far-reaching one called the General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, which went into effect in 2018 and limited how companies could use customer data. At the time, Amazon didn't have adequate controls for how sensitive personal data was used internally, according to a former Amazon lawyer who worked on preparing the company for GDPR. User personal data flowed like a river. Amazon is already fighting an $883 million GDPR fine by authorities in Luxembourg, where Amazon has its European headquarters. There could be more trouble ahead. And our next story from The Verge is global. Messy NFT drop angers InfoSec pioneers with unauthorized portraits. An unauthorized NFT drop celebrating InfoSec pioneers has collapsed into a mess of conflicting takedowns and piracy. Released on Christmas Day by a group called It's Blockchain, the Cypherpunks NFT package included portraits of 46 distinct figures with 10 copies of each token. Taken at their opening price, the full value of the drop was roughly $4,000, but almost immediately the InfoSec community began to raise objections, including some from the portrait subjects themselves. The portrait images misspelled several names, including EFF speech activist Jillian York and OpenPGP creator John Callis, and based at least one drawing on a copyright-protected photograph. More controversially, the list included some figures who have been ostracized for harmful personal behavior, including Jacob Applebaum and Richard Stallman. So, what's the upshot for you? Tuesday morning, the It's Blockchain team announced in a Medium post that it would be shutting down the collection in response to the backlash, offering full refunds to any purchasers and covering any gas fees involved in the transfer. 
We were not aware of the likeness laws in NFTs as the market is not regulated, the post reads. It's our mistake. We have to own up to it. In the wake of the post, OpenSea appears to have taken central action to remove the collection, which is no longer visible on the platform. Our next story from Dark Reading. Six security tech trends for 2022. Here are the details on cybersecurity technologies that we expect to advance rapidly in the coming year. The first is the rise of privacy-enhancing computation. Privacy-enhancing computation is a growing body of encryption, data obfuscation, and privacy technologies meant to help secure data as it's being crunched and handled particularly tricky situations, such as when data is shared within digital ecosystems across geographic boundaries, brand lines, or different corporate entities. Technologies like homomorphic encryption, differential privacy, and trusted execution environments make it possible for various entities to combine and analyze data sets without sharing the data they own in the clear. This will be key for getting the most out of digital transformation while remaining compliant and keeping the trust of customers and partners. Gartner says that by 2025, half of all large organizations will utilize privacy-enhancing computation, and 2022 is likely to be a big year for building that momentum. Number two are more robust API security options. The latest studies show a whopping 97% of organizations have experienced delays in releasing new applications and software features due to their concerns about API security. The struggle is real as business needs dictate better integration of applications both inside and outside organizational boundaries, but security and compliance demands require it be done securely. API security solutions are starting to grow more mature, and the venture funding in this niche over the past year points to more innovation inbound on this front in 2022. Our third tech innovation is better discipline in AI hardening. As enterprises increasingly depend on AI modeling for everything from predicting supply chain needs to fraud prevention, the confidentiality, integrity, and availability of AI technology will continue to grow in importance in 2022. Security leaders are increasingly getting their arms around the idea that AI models and AI data have the potential to become the next battlefield of cybersecurity. Fortunately, researchers and innovators are working on bringing some discipline to the field of AI hardening. Earlier in 2021, Microsoft released the new AI security risk assessment framework designed to help improve AI security, which is a solid follow-up to ongoing work by MITRE on a collaborative project called Adversarial ML Threat Matrix. All signs point to more work in this field unfolding over the next 12 months as practitioners and researchers alike innovate to secure the next generation of enterprise AI tooling. Our fourth is security applications of Siamese neural networks. Major challenges in applying machine learning and AI to cybersecurity include the typical necessity of training large data sets, as well as constant retraining in the face of changing conditions to make the models perform well. Security researchers are trying to get over the hump of these limitations by using Siamese neural networks, a type of model that uses a smaller sampling of data for better predictions to make usable predictions. Fifth on the list is all things identity. It's been at least a decade now since the cybersecurity pundits first declared identity as a new perimeter, but it's taken a while for innovators and practitioners to catch up on this idea in the real world. Now, though, identity innovation is red-hot, as evidenced by the latest numbers from Omdia, which show that the identity, authentication, and access market grew 13.4% in 2021 to reach $28.9 billion, with lots more runway to go in 2022 and beyond. That bucket includes everything from maturing privileged access management, or PAM, and identity as a service, or ID 
AAS to increasingly viable-looking passwordless authentication technologies. Last on the list is improved cloud workload security. The explosion in containerization, microservices, and cloud prevalence across the enterprise has stimulated a huge need for improved cloud workload security. Not only are the major cloud and security providers working on folding these protections into their native stacks, but the market is seeing a big influx of new and newly funded startups seeking to bring their cloud workload protection innovations to the market. So, what's the upshot for you? These are all safe bets, but with so much else flying around us, we're not laying money on anything. Our next story comes to us out of the U.S. Study finds serious security risks in K-12 school apps. Many apps used by schools contain features that can lead to the unregulated and out-of-control sharing of student data to advertising companies and other security issues, according to a report published Monday by the nonprofit ME2B Alliance. The report follows up on research published by the group in May, which audited 73 apps used by 38 schools to find that 60% of them were sending student data to a variety of third parties. Roughly half of them were sending student data to Google, while 14% were sending data to Facebook. The report offers several recommendations to mitigate security risks highlighted in the report, including training for app administrators, creating Processes at schools for keeping track of expiring URLs, requiring schools to report lost or dangling domains within a specific time, and launching a privacy bounty program at the U.S. Department of Education to audit school apps. However, the fastest way to reduce these risks would be to alter the way apps work. Apple and Google can change rules for in-app web view links to ensure app developers can't overrule a local device browser preference. So, what's the upshot for you? As far as children are concerned, this is simply unacceptable. This needs to be tidied up and quickly. And our next story from ThreatPost.com. You're ringing me on what? Many adults found it charming when Mattel upgraded its classic Fisher-Price Chatter Telephone for its 60th birthday in October with actual Bluetooth capabilities, so grown-ups too can use it, and for actual mobile phone calls. But flaws in the way the toy pairs with Bluetooth mean that other people with bad intent can listen in on private conversations. A team at Pentest Partners revealed earlier this month that the implementation of Bluetooth used in the device has no secure pairing process, allowing for audio bugging by anyone nearby when someone is using chatter to talk on the phone. So, what's the upshot for you? The moral of this story, stay away from your kids' toys for business calls. (laughs) And our last story for 2021, top and bottom delivery items according to Instacart for 2021. From 2021 delivered, 2021's top grocery trends for more than 14,000 U.S. cities, courtesy of Instacart. Just add in your U.S. city zip code to find out what's trending in your area. So what's the upshot for you? Well, for our neighborhood, one of the top three groceries trending upwards was wet cat food. We can almost guess from that that 2022 has got to be better. And that's it for this week. With the holidays over and the parties behind, it's now time for diets and that midwinter grind. From the treadmills and gym and the yoga at home, resolutions to reach out to those all alone. Just make us one promise. This one you can own. Call us on anything, but not your kid's Fisher-Price phone. Be kind, stay safe, 
stay secure, happy new year, and see you in seven. Hang up the phone. And a quick shout out to George Ong and Louise and Hong in London. Thanks for listening and a happy new year. Thank you.